Hi there, this is Taylor checking in with some conservation news from the past couple weeks for Pelicanus and intentional ecology. Working in the environmental field is an experience of some very high highs and some low lows. As always, there are horrendous environmental stories that deserve our attention, action, and mobilization, but it is our opinion that you can find those headlines in many places. But there are also empowering and inspiring stories that demonstrate major conservation successes from around the globe, achieved by real people who have grouped together to create a better planet. We've been collecting these stories and messages every week for years, and I'm still surprised at how resilient and creative both nature and humans are when facing big challenges. Hey everyone, we've got eight headlines for today's Pelicanus News. For today, I've categorized them into drawdown, land protection and regulations, and rewilding. I love these stories. They are truly incredible, and they're also reminders to me that conservation success comes in all forms. All right, this first one is in the drawdown category. This is from thehill.com. Massachusetts to require 100% of car sales to be electric by 2035. Massachusetts plans on ending the sale of new gas-powered vehicles by 2035 following California's lead in an effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Massachusetts Secretary of Energy and Environmental Affairs Kathleen Theoharides, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, released a plan that outlined the state's goals for 2030 and beyond. Massachusetts will seek to have 30% of all trucks and bus sales be zero-emission vehicles by 2030, hoping to reach 100% of sales by 2050. I love that. This next one is out of sciencealert.com. Researchers find a way to pull carbon out of the air and turn it into jet fuel. I can't even get my head around this. Instead of spitting out carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, researchers at the University of Oxford and the University of Cambridge in the UK have now come up with a way for airplanes to capture this gas from the air and burn it for fuel. The amount of liquid fuel produced is far too small to power an actual airplane, but if the, far, if the carbon can be captured from the air in high enough volume, Converted into energy at great enough efficiency and then re-emitted, a plane could theoretically fly carbon neutral. This catalytic process provides an attractive route not only to mitigate carbon dioxide emissions, but also to produce renewable and sustainable jet fuel, the authors of the study write. This one is out of cleanenergywire.org. Renewables produce more power than fossil fuels in Germany for the very first time. Wind, solar, and other renewable sources overtook fossil fuels in German power production last year, according to preliminary data by the federal network agency and think tank Agora Energy Wind. Together with record low energy consumption due to the coronavirus pandemic, higher CO2, and lower gas prices, plus a mild winter, this led to a significant decrease of greenhouse gas emissions in 2020. Germany has reduced total emissions by about 42% over 1990 levels, overshooting its original 2020 target. 
a remarkable trend. Uh, this next category is land protection and regulations, and I love this first story here out of rainforestrescue.org. The Nigeria Superhighway project through the rainforest is stopped. The construction of a superhighway to nowhere that would have slashed through one of Nigeria's last rainforests has been stopped once and for all. Rainforest Rescue and other environmental organizations had campaigned against the plan since 2016, now with success. The state government has now finally buried the controversial project. Cross River Governor Ben Ayade uh, originally wanted to build a four-lane highway through Cross River National Park and the, the protected forest of the indigenous Ikuri people, a stretch of land 260 kilometers long and no less than 20 kilometers wide was to be expropriated and the inhabitants of 185 villages displaced. From the outset, massive protests led by the Akuri dogged the project, which would have slashed through the forest habitat of chimpanzees, gorillas, and forest elephants and violated the rights of the local people. Critics warned that the highway project was merely a convenient way to open the previously inaccessible forest to loggers and plantation companies. Rainforest Rescue was engaged in the resistance against the superhighway by raising funds for several organizations on the ground, and almost a half a million friends of the rainforest signed their petition. Now moving up to Europe, this one's out of Euronews.com. The EU bans plastic waste from being shipped to developing countries. The European Union has banned all non-recyclable plastic waste being shipped to developing nations from 1 January. The large quantity of plastic sent to the Global South is often not being properly treated. A lot of this waste ends up in either, uh, either in a landfill, the ocean, or being incinerated because these countries often don't have the capacity to sustainably treat the waste. Under the new rules, the only clean plastic waste which can be recycled, is allowed to be exported to non-OECD countries. That's a Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. In addition, stricter measures have been adopted on the export of plastic waste from the EU to OECD countries and intra-EU shipments of plastic waste. Each year, Europeans generate 25 million tons of plastic waste, but less than a third of them or sorry, less than a third, 30% of it is being recycled. And across the world, plastics make up around 85% of beach litter. All right, last category here, rewilding. Um, there's a couple really great articles here. Uh, this first one is out of the sentinelassam.com. Manas National Park doubling its tiger population since 2010. The Manas National Park has shown the world that doubling tiger numbers is possible since the historic commitment made by the heads of the 13 tiger range countries in 2010 uh, that was held at the Tiger Summit in St. Petersburg, Russia. The Manas Tiger Reserve in the Assam within the transboundary Manas Conservation Area has surprised all with its tiger numbers in 2019. The combined efforts of the government, concerned agencies, and many NGOs, along with the local communities, have paid off well and resulted in doubling the number of tigers since 2010. Today, the Manas National Park has an estimated tiger population of 52, as per the study carried out in 2019, which had only 10 individuals in 2010. Um, oh, I love this. Love this story. This is uh, livescience.com. 
Discovery of endangered female turtle provides hope for extremely rare species. The world's most endangered turtle species may now have a fighting chance after a three-foot-long female, a potential mate for the lone known male of the species, was discovered in Vietnam. Researchers from the Asian Turtle Program of Indo-Myanmar Conservation and the Wildlife Conservation Society discovered the 182-pound turtle in Dong Ma Lake in Hanoi's Son Toi district in October last year. They analyzed genes in her blood and have now confirmed she is a swinehoes softshell turtle, Raphitis swinehoi, making her the second known living member of the species. They hope that the female will be able to mate with the last known captive male currently living in the... I can't pronounce that. In a zoo in China. <laughs> Sorry about that. And provide a lifeline for this dying species. In Indiana... Bald eagles were removed from Indiana Endangered Species List. This is coming from WGNTV.com. After decades of population decline, the regal bird was recently removed from the state's list of endangered and special concerned species due to evidence of successful recovery. Habitat loss in industries such as hat making decimated eagle populations, and by 1897, there were none in Indiana. No eagles were known to have nested there for nearly a century, between 1900 and 1988. The State Department of Natural Resources reintroduced 73 eaglets in the 1980s as part of Indiana's first endangered species restoration project, and the quote-unquote first successful nesting occurred in 1991. Biologists now estimate there are about 300 nesting pairs spread across 84 of Indiana's 92 counties. And chick production also rose 11% from 2019 to this year. And the last one for today. Um, actually, I didn't know where to put this um, story, so I just put it in rewilding because I think it's appropriate. But out of Reuters.com, uh, the UK pledges $4 billion US to nature and biodiversity protection. Britain will allocate three billion pounds, or four billion dollars US, over five years to projects aimed at protecting and restoring nature and biodiversity. The money will come from an existing commitment of 11.6 billion pounds for international climate finance. We will not achieve our goals on climate change, sustainable development, or preventing pandemics if we fail to take care of the natural world that provides us with the food we eat, the water we drink, and the air we breathe. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said in a statement. I really love these trends and showing that conservation really can work. Uh, I hope sharing them brings some hope and optimism to your life as well. Thank you and talk to you soon.